My name is Brian, and today is Tuesday, July 25th, 2023, and this is episode 473 of the Lots Project Podcast, a daily look inside our journey to live outside the systems of control, and it's a Tuesday, Coffee with Brian, another Coffee with Brian. Good morning, Backwoods Butcher, see you there already. Pippin' Eyes says littering and littering and sipping the coffee. Yes, 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 sipping the coffee for sure this morning. Ah, good, good. Brian's blend in the cup this morning. Hope everyone's doing good and has something that they enjoy drinking also. Uh, Backwoods Butcher, I think you might be a little disappointed in me again today. I don't think we're going to circle back to Tinfoil Tuesdays until uh, we return to uh, Tennessee and sit down. Uh, Shit's been a little bit sideways for, well, three weeks now, really. Uh, with routines and uh, routines and prep and all sorts of stuff is just sideways. Um, and yeah, it just happens. It happens. I'm glad I'm pushing out shows five days, um, five days a week throughout the whole vacation that uh, that is happy. Uh, I'm happy about that. And I didn't didn't have to um, skip anything. So Kyle says, it's fine. He'll just be here all sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, get over it. You got all those little piglets. You're going to be able to survive another week. Um, I've been sending you plenty of conspiracy stuff on TikTok for you to read about, for you to dive into, and then uh, and then we will circle back on next Tuesday. And next Tuesday, I will be sure to have a good, fun-filled episode for Kyle, especially, and... Uh, We'll go from there. Morning, Philippine Nomad. How we doing this morning? Hope everything is going good over on the islands. And uh, appreciate you weighing in on the perfect cup. Got that this morning for uh, for the show. And uh, uh, Backwoods Butcher says the NASA one blew my mind. Uh, I got a couple minutes here before the we get into the perfect cup. I I can kind of touch on that one. Give him give him a a mini. Um, mini conspiracy or tinfoil Tuesday. I think it was NASA. They were talking about, um, yeah, they were talking about all the blooper reels and things that NASA has and all the, all the signs that think that, um, every it's all fake. It's, uh, it's, it's all fake that, uh, they, they, um, they stage everything, all the international space. I think that one was specifically about the international, uh, space station, and um, all the videos from it that they're finding that they have their um, their rigs on their lines and harnesses and um, all sorts of stuff. So there's lots of stuff going. Um, oh yeah, yeah. It was a guy at a town council meeting and exposing it and calling for the investigation by his county into NASA for uh, for a charade that's cost billions of dollars. That's that's what it was. That's what it was. I send him so many, I can't even, I can't even remember what, uh, what silly stories they're talking about today. So, um, Backwoods Butcher says, good morning, Josh. <laughs> hey, Renegade, how we doing? Good morning, Josh. How are you doing? Are you holding up to the heat down there? Um, yeah. Hope, uh, 
hope it's all well. I see it's it's very, very, very warm. And it's also very warm up in Canada. So uh, it seems like everywhere. I saw someone posting a 44 Celsius um, 44 Celsius picture up in Canada. I think that's like 111 degrees Fahrenheit. So quite warm, quite warm. Philippine Nomad says, we have my sister's nephew and son over for the last few days. There's a storm blowing, cold and very windy. The eight-year-old is bouncing off the walls with boredom. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Renegade Butcher says, it is spicy down in Texas right now. Spicy. Oh, boy. Like jalapeno spicy or um, like uh, like habanero spicy or ghost pepper spicy. Oh, keep it real, man. Keep it real for sure. For sure. So anyway, let's get into that perfect cup question for today. We'll hit the history and then uh, have some things to talk about, uh, about hip camp, our trip and, uh, and what, uh, what we're looking at here so far on the trip and uh, my list of things when we get back. So, all right, here we go with that question of the day. All right, it's time for the 127th edition of the Perfect Cup, a daily question in my thoughts. Join the discussion in my Telegram channel. That's t.me slash lots feed. That's t.me slash lots feed. You can also find it spread across social media the day before. You can find it on Facebook, Instagram, MeWe, TikTok, or no, I don't post it on TikTok, LinkedIn, Noster, and uh, yeah, that's probably about it. I uh, I throw it out there and then I go around and gather up the questions or the answers in the morning before the show and then we go through them. So the perfect cup question of the day today was a simple one. What is your ideal vacation? Is it a road trip, camping, resort? What type of vacation? Not necessarily where, but uh, what type of vacation is your ideal vacation? What is your ideal vacation? Um, I, I weigh in here first. Uh, Corey, Corey kind of wrote me into answering first every day, and then I made her answer last. But I don't think I got her answer this morning for today's question, or maybe I did in passing last night. Nope, I don't think I did. The way she looked oh, at me. Oh, I forgot. Oh, oh no, oh no, must be camping. Um, well, anyway, my ideal vacation, I would have to say, it would be off by ourselves, Corey and I. Uh, the dogs, I guess, if the dogs are around, they're around, but, uh, getting away with Corey is, uh, is absolutely the, the most enjoyable thing in my life, really. And I'm lucky enough to get to do it all the time. Uh, we kind of live, I don't want to say we live in a vacation, but you know, camping, camping, moving around, um, we're going to sit down for a while, but these road trips that we take, uh, these trips that we take and plan out and kind of wander around are phenomenal. So, I think I have just made my life into what I enjoy doing, um, relaxing and being being checked out kind of uh, away from things. So it's nice uh, out in that gravel pit, out in that field in Colorado, that type of thing, boondocking. Or if we are um, if we are camping in a location that it's by ourselves. So I enjoy that. And um, yeah, maybe with some other people now and then, but uh, definitely that. Uh, non-busy uh, cabin in the woods or campground by ourselves type of thing. So uh, let's move on. 
uh, Micah says, quiet, no people around at all. Absolutely no light pollution at night. Warm with a cool, gentle breeze without any bugs. A good fatty steak and a ripe local fruit. A big bowl of proper chili, fresh milk uh, with 10% butter fat and no poisonous snakes. I, I mean, if he could fill out his check card, that would be... Uh, Check off all the boxes right there. That's uh, that seems like a pretty good vacation to me. First, uh, the first paragraph, especially with uh, quiet, no people around at all, no light pollution, and um, no bugs. That would be cool. That would be cool. Let me know when you find it. Uh, Kyle says, my heart says going down to Key West to hop off the wagon for a weekend, but his dream is to build a mobile slaughter rig out of a school bus and lay waste to hogs in Texas. I don't think you have to build the bus. I think there's plenty of people that take you down. You can even hunt them out of helicopters. So uh, might want to check that. <laughs> Scrambling uh, says, that's an easy one. A road trip to see fish. Weird. That involves a lot of serendipity. Meeting and having experience with with experiences with interesting folks along our route. Hopefully we stumble upon an underground bluegrass hoedown in someone's backyard and end up sleeping in their treehouse or on a head full of mushrooms. Yes, that's kind of how I remember it. Hmm. Just add in meeting the locals while rock hounding for crystals or gold and you've got the best getaway ever. Interesting, interesting. Blueberry Texas says a long stay at a peaceful tropical island exploring the island and water, enjoying nature with good fishing and good exploring. I am not necessarily the tropical island guy. I'm not that cruise guy. Um, never been my deal. Never, never turned my crank to uh, think about going down to a resort in Mexico or uh, or a tropical island. Just never been my deal. Uh, I would rather go out in the woods and um, disappear for a little bit. So, uh, Philippine nomad, he says a long road trip, ideally in an RV and primarily hip camping in a regular tent and glamping or whatever that means also airbnb stay at least once a week to keep his wife happy because roughing it ain't her thing yeah uh if you're gonna go out camping and that you got to kind of have a partner that's willing to do it and willing to go that way and be happy otherwise it's uh it's not really a vacation is it I uh, got an answer over on Noster yesterday. John Dowie weighed in and said, it's been so long since I took a vacation, I don't know anymore. It used to be a loosely planned trip uh, to a region and then a lot of exploring whatever was there with some plans in case there was nothing. Go do it, man. I know uh, I know you're busy. Like I hear all the stuff you got going on, but geez, if it's been so long, you can't remember what an ideal vacation is. Maybe it's time to figure out how to take a vacation. It's hard. It's hard, but with enough planning, you know, you can get it done. Uh, let's see. Josh over in the comments says uh, camping is probably the ideal for him. Backwoods Butcher says you can stop blaming your wife for making you participate in your own podcast. <laughs> I agree. And sh she agrees. And I'm not going to read her. I'm not going to say her answer <laughs> just because of that. And probably because I don't remember it. Um, <laughs> we talked about it in the middle of talking about a hundred different things. So. Eh, you can't blame me. Can't blame me that much. Um, Pip says, question of the day. I don't have a clue. Vacations don't really go well for me. <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, Pip says, he changed mindset away from needing a vacation. Yeah, and that's kind of what our 
uh, kind of what our MO was is even when we're not vacationing, uh, we're enjoying it. If you can't enjoy every day, I'm not sure. And if you can have a job, if you can have a life that you don't feel like you need to get away from, that that's really the best in the end. Um, Kyle says uh, he's not a, a water fan. It kind of scares him, and he wants to go to Key West on an island. Weird. Maybe that's why he has to be drunk when he's there, because he's scared he's going to fall in the water. Um, and he says SRF is going to be their first vacation in five years. Well, rock on, man. It'll be a good one. It should be a good one for sure. We'll uh, we'll try to make sure that it is well worth the trip, and, uh, and we get to uh, experience a lot of good things there. So <coughs> other than that, I think that's all the questions or all the answers I, I found when I scraped around this morning. I appreciate everyone that participated. Uh, do you want me to weigh in on you? <laughs> she, she just she's angrily shaking her head over there, uh, upset that I forgot. So anyway, guys, uh, let's wrap it up for today. We will go with another question tomorrow. Keep an eye out for that being posted this morning, later this morning after I process the show. I'll pop it around there and then grab the answers tomorrow morning. This has been another episode of The Perfect Cup. Be sure to find it again at that Telegram channel, t.me slash lots chat. And now back to the main show. Morning, K-Bonk. How we doing? Thanks for stopping by. Uh, what's your ideal vacation, K-Bonk? We just got done with the question of the day, but if you want to throw it out there, uh, we, can, uh, we can share that one too. Anyway, while you do that, let's uh, let's hit up that history segment prepared by Pip. He had a busy day yesterday afternoon. Sounds like he would. Um... Oh, wow, Kyle. I appreciate this comment right here. This is going out to you, Corey. Why would Corey have a dream vacation when every day is a dream with you? <laughs> yeah. That is a great question that needs to be answered and explored a little bit. Maybe not live on the show. Maybe we'll get into that one uh, on the live show when you join me. Uh, and K-Bong says, what are they? What's a vacation? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Anyway, let's get to that uh, that history segment brought to you by Pip uh, over from Duction Cups. If you didn't check that Duction Cups interview out last night, be sure to download the audio or swing by YouTube and, and watch the video. Uh, and watch Pip shake his hands around all nervous and stuff. Um, oh, no. He knows how to reach around. Uh-oh. <laughs> all right. July 25th. Lots of history for this day. July 25th, 2023. Here we go. July 25th. Humans, happy Taco Tuesday and hope your day uh, stuff. Duction Cups is going doing some research on patent infringement. Pip sent me that picture. It does look quite similar to a duction cup. Big smiles anyway. Here's lots of history. This day, July 25th, 1788, Wolfga Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart completes his symphony number 40 in G minor, K550. It is sometimes referred to as the great G minor symph symphony to dis distinguish it from the little G minor symphony number 25. The two are the only extant minor key symphonies Mozart wrote. Pip's notes, writers on Mozart have often suggested or even asserted that Mozart never heard his 40th symphony performed. Was Mo Mozart, was he deaf? Beethoven? One of them was blind or deaf or something, wasn't there? Wasn't there? 
Huh. Anyway, let's move on. This day, July 25th, 1799, Napoleon Bonaparte defeats a numerically superior Ottoman army under Mustafa Parish, or Pasha, excuse me, uh, at the Battle of Abakur. Uh, Syed Mustafa Pasha was experienced commander who had fought against the Russians. He knew that cavalry charges against the French squares were futile. So he sought to avoid them by fortifying his beachhead and two defensive lines. From his beachhead, Mustafa could carry out the invasion of Egypt. However, Napoleon immediately saw the flaw in the tactic as it meant that the Turks had nowhere to run if routed. That Napoleon, sneaky little guy. This day, July 25th, 1814, in the War of 1812. Wait, if it's the War of 1812, how is it 1814? An American attack on Canada is repulsed. A battle fought on the 25th of July, 1814, during the War of 1812, between an invading American army and a British and Canadian army near the present-day Niagara Falls, Ontario. It was one of the bloodiest battles of the war and one of the deadliest battles fought in Canada with approximately 1,720 casualties, including 258 killed. The two armies fought each other to a stalemate. Neither side held firm control of the field following the engagement. However, the casualties suffered by the Americans precipitated their withdrawal, and the British held the strategic initiative. This day, July 25th, 1861, in the American Civil War, the United States Congress passes the Crittenden-Johnson Resolution, stating that the war is being fought to preserve the Union and not to end slavery in the wake of the defeat at the first battle of Bull Run. Pip's notes, both measures are sometimes confused with the Corwin Amendment, which attempted to put slavery and other states' rights under constitutional protection. It passed Congress, but was not ratified by the states. This day, July 25th, 1965, Bob Dylan goes electric at the Newport Folk Festival, signaling a major change in folk and rock music. Some sections of the audience booed that performance. Members of the folk movement criticized him for moving away from the political songwriting and performing with an electric band, including Erwin Silber uh, and Ewan McCall. Dylan continued his trend towards electric rock music on his next two albums, Highway 61 Revisited in August of 1965 and Blonde on Blonde in June of 1966. July 25th, 1976, Viking program. Viking 1 takes the famous face on Mars photo. Uh, Cydonia is a region on the planet Mars that has attracted both scientific and popular interest. More than 20 years after Viking 1 images were taken, a succession of, of spacecrafts visited Mars and made new observations of the Cydonia region. These spacecrafts have included NASA's Mars Global Surveyor from 1997 to 2006 and the Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter 2006 to present, and the European Space Agency's Mars Express Probe 2003 to present. In contrast to the relatively low resolution of the Viking images of Cydonia, these, plat these new platforms afford much improved resolution. Pips notes, the high-res pics look even creepier. Now it looks like gray aliens with a neck and shoulders upside down. Yeah, Mars. Mars. <laughs> this day, July 25th, 1984, Celia 7, cosmonaut Svetlana Svitsakia 
Hmm. Becomes the first woman to perform a spacewalk. A Russian former aviator and Soviet Soviet cosmonaut who flew aboard Soyuz T-7 in 1982 became the second woman in space. On her 1984 Soyuz T-12 mission, she became the first woman to fly to space twice and the first woman to perform a spacewalk. If she went again, she would be the first woman to fly into space three times. She set several FAI world records as a pilot. July 25th, 2010, WikiLeaks publishes classified documents about the war in Afghanistan, Afghanistan, one of the largest leaks in U.S. military history. The log consists of over 91,000 Afghan war documents covering the period between January 2004 and December 2009. Most of the documents are classified secret. As of 28th of July 2010, only 75,000 of the documents have been released to the public, a move which WikiLeaks says is part of a harm minimization process demanded by the source. Prior to releasing the initial 75,000 documents, WikiLeaks made a logs available to The Guardian, The New York Times, and Der Spiegel in its German and English online edition, which published reports in line with agreement made earlier the same day, the 25th of July, 2010. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. I got something in my throat. <coughs> mm. All right. Happy birthday today, July 25th. Pips knows there's a whole lot of musicians born today, more than sports ball players. Just presume that means a lot. July 25th, 1750, Henry Knox, American general and politician, first United States Secretary of War. July 25th, 1806, Maria Weston Chapman, American abolitionist. Uh, 1857, Frank J. Sprague, American naval officer and inventor. July 25th, 1882, George S. Rents, American commander. He declared, you men are young. I have lived the majority, the major part of my life, and I am willing to go. G recalled, no one realized that had happened. It just It's just one of the things that one minute he's there and the next minute he wasn't. July 25th, 1920, Rosalind Franklin, English biophysicist, chemist, and academic. 1923, Estelle Getty, American actress, Golden Girl. Uh, July 25th, 1958, Thurston Moore, American singer, songwriter, guitarist, and producer. And July 25th, 1982, Brad Renfro, American actor and musician. Who died today? Let's see who kicked off. Short list, of July 25th, 1843, Charles McIntosh, Scottish chemist and inventor of the waterproof fabric. What? Uh, July 25th, 1988, Judith Barcy, American child actress. Pips notes, this one hurt to read. Um, she was 10 years old when she died, it looked like. Uh, July 25th, 1989, Steve Rubel, American businessman and co-owner of Studio 54. Uh, 1997, Ben Hogan, American golfer. 2013, Hugh Huxley, American English American biologist and academic, and July 25th, 2020, Peter Green, English blues rock guitarist, singer, songwriter, and founder of Fleetwood Mac. Holidays on July 25th, 25th of July in Costa Rica, we have Guanacosta Day, National Bahai Day in Jamaica. I don't know how to pronounce that. It looks very similar to highlight, um, but it, I think it's Balai ba ba Day in Jamaica. National Day of Galicia in Galicia, Spain. 
Puerto Rico Constitution Day in, oddly enough, Puerto Rico, Republic Day in Tunisia, and International Afro-Descent Women's Day. Oh, all right. Well, anyway, that is another edition of Lots of History. Pip, I appreciate you putting the time in, all the effort in. I'm glad you guys could come on the show last night on Lots to Talk About and share your story of how Duction Cups came to be, how you guys got together, and the path forward. It was a great show. It was a great show. I urge everyone that likes the history segment, or if you hate the history segment but you like rubber ducks, check out DuctionCups.com slash Lots or check out that interview that was posted last night. But again, this is another edition of Lots of History. Let's get back into the comments here. Um, <laughs> Kyle's still talking about reach arounds. Reach around on your buddy in a camper. Try that in a small, in a small town, huh? Really? So what's the deal with this song? Uh, Corey and I were talking about it last night. I've heard snippets of it. I've seen lots of African-American gentlemen reacting re, uh, to it like, I don't know what, what he said racist in it. I've listened to the song multiple times, and I hear no racism. Uh, I've seen the video, and there's no black people in it, uh, so I'm not sure what you guys are talking about. I mean, here's the deal, guys. Jason Aldean didn't write that fucking song. I'll guarantee it. Jason Aldean didn't write that song. Jason Aldean was given that song. They were told, hey, uh, look at these lyrics and sing it. We'll play some music behind it and make a video. And he went, okay. Um, and then they gave him money. He'll give two flying fucks about that song. It's, it's, it's a game, guys. It's a game. I remember back in, oh, God. When did we get together? 2008? Must have been like 2000. 10-ish, 2008, 9, around there sometime. Uh, Eric Church came out with a song, uh, A Lot of Boots to Fill. And it was about Jason Aldean uh, and how much of a bitch he was and um, didn't write his own songs and was about his country as a, as a, a city, a inner city uh, drug slinger. I, I don't know. He wasn't country, uh, but he, uh, everybody, he, all his songs were written for him. So, you know, go after the guy that wrote the song, but it's not about that. It's about the show. It's about the, we want to complain about everything. So K-Bong says, everything's a remix these days. Not even a remix, man. Like this, this guy literally sings songs that other people write for him. The lyrics are written by songwriters. The majority of them are. My favorite uh, of all time was, um, <laughs> My favorite was when uh, Miranda Lambert, <laughs> Corey's going to fucking shake her head on this one. So way back, I uh, used to go to country concert uh, every year, festival. It's actually coming up next weekend, uh, next week or the weekend after. We fest up in Minnesota, saw a bunch of huge acts over and over and over. And it was, uh, I think we went eight years or nine years in a row. I went. Uh, Corey went over 10, 15 years almost. But uh, anyway, Miranda Lambert uh, was uh, popular then, Blake Shelton, this and that. And they were together. They were married. 
Uh, and I was, we were watching TV one night and Miranda Lambert was on there for, what was this, the name of that show where they, um, Extreme House Makeover or something like that, where they, uh, they come in and they do the house, redo the house for people. And then they park the fucking bus in front of it and move the bus thing. Um, I don't even know what it was, but, um, they, uh, they had her there. It was like a heartfelt thing. And, um because she had just released this song, The House That Built Me, I believe is the name of the title. Um, something very similar to that. And she's going on blah, blah, blah about how much this means to her. And she's talking to these little girls walking around this house about, oh, this song was about my house growing up and blah, 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 blah. Okay, cool, whatever. Yeah, I get it. You wrote a song about when you were a kid in some dirt hole town, and that's why you're a country singer now, and blah, blah, blah. Okay, great story. Let's move on. Didn't think much of it, and then I was listening to an interview with Blake Shelton, her husband, uh, where he explained that um, the songwriter for House That Built Me, the actual person that wrote the... Um, the wrote, wrote the lyrics asked Blake Shelton to sing the song and he said nah not really my style I should have my wife record it and it'll be a hit so all the fucking bullshit that she spewed on that show was all a lie and then when we went to uh the country concert that year uh same thing she's up on stage fucking just mouth diarrhea about uh, uh, about this song and how much it means to her. And, and when she was writing it, all she could think about, it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. Um, Pip says, uh, seems like dudes like Chris Stapleson are the few that write his own songs. Yeah. I don't know. You can never tell anymore. I know back, um, on Eric Church's first few albums, um, he wrote all his own lyrics. That was something that he was super uh, proud of and, um, or had a part in writing all the songs. I believe that, uh, that was true back then. As far as I know, I do not know, um, going forward, actually had this conversation with my father-in-law uh, a couple of, or last week when we were, uh, when we were in South Dakota with him that I literally have not listened to any, really any new music, very, very intermittently. I guess Corey will download some new stuff every once in a while on her phone. But uh, as far as that, the last new music I lost listened to was uh, I, I don't even know if it was his last album. I shouldn't say that, but it was uh, an Eric church double album release. It was like blue and red on the album covers. I can't even tell you the title of it, but it was, it was a significant amount of time ago, probably eight years, five years. I don't know, but uh, yeah, just out of it. Don't really care about anything new. It is what it is. So I don't know. I don't know. Chris Stapleton is a is a is a quality quality singer. If he, that's the thing. Here it is. It doesn't matter who wrote it. It doesn't matter who sings it. It's a song. But don't lay the bullshit on there like you wrote it. I'm not listening to it for your creativity. I'm listening to it for the sound of the song. So it's okay. It's okay. I'm not saying that they shouldn't do it. Uh, Luke Bryan um, went totally retarded when he started writing his own songs because everybody picked on him for not writing his own songs. And then they told him to stop writing his own songs because they sounded retarded. There you go. 
Anyway, that's enough of that. That's enough of that. Let's get on to uh, what actually was on my list instead of country songs. Um, <sighs> that's anyway. Um, <laughs> Backwoods Butchers all wound up in the comments now. He says it's just another Bud Light situation. A bunch of arrests are walking away. Oh, I'm guessing it's a bunch of artists are walking away from multi-million dollar contracts with CMT for filling the song. John Rich from Big and Rich has written like half the music in Nashville. Um, dude, you'd be surprised on how many little guys um, write music and really never get the credit for it. So, yeah. <laughs> um, radio, K-Box says radio is terrible. Nothing new, just top stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I know what I like. I know what I know what makes me feel um, good. I know what makes me f uh, can put me in the mood I want to from the stuff that's in my old music collection. I don't find the the need for anything new. If it happens to be on, I'm not going to turn it off. But I'm not seeking anything out to uh, to try to expand my um, expand my shit. Uh, Pip says they can leave the virtue signaling out of the preaching. Preacher's going to preach, man. Preacher's going to preach. Got to learn to tune it out. Anyway, what's on my list today? Oh, oh, all right. All right. Well, on our trip, so we're still on our trip. We, we've used Hip Camp, I think, exclusively. Um, one little hiccup at the beginning of the trip. Uh, that uh, ended up going a little sideways with hip camp, but uh, it wasn't anybody's fault. It was just uh, weather related, actually. But um, other than that, every night has been booked through hip camp. I was looking at the site. So we are both registered as campers and as hosts because when we were up in Minnesota before we sold our property, um, they we also had a campsite and booked it through there. So let me catch up. Hold on a second. Corey, um, Kyle, and Josh both say hello. <laughs> she says good morning, boys. Um, <laughs> Renegade Butcher says some people should not write songs and some people should not sing what they wrote. Very true. Very, very true. That is the case a lot of times is a lot of times um, the writer is doesn't have the vocal. Um, yeah. Hey, Canadian Farmstead. Thanks for uh, getting up and joining us this morning. I appreciate it. All right. So during our trip, we have crossed the 200 nights on Kip, Hip Camp as a camper. We have, we have booked over 200 nights on the website with Hip Camp hosts. Put that in perspective. Um Uncle B, we stayed up at Uncle B's uh, farm and campground in South Dakota. Ooh, what was that, two, week, two weeks ago now? I don't know. Whenever. When, when we first got to South Dakota, we stayed there for four days. <coughs> Uncle B has had a thousand, I think he was saying just over a thousand uh, campers come through his site. He was the, the South Dakota, the South Dakota hip camp of the year. One year, he was runner-up another year. He was sixth in the nation for hip camps one year. So the guy has had some people through his camp. It wasn't like he's had, like, you know, 10 guests. I was discussing with him um, 
how many nights we were talking about because it says on the site it says on the on your profile how many nights you've had on hip camp and then you achieve badges for staying different things like if you stay one night in 2024 they give you uh or to 2023 i guess in 2024 it'll happen in 2023 you stay you get the 2023 badge and then you get a a spring 2023 a summer 2023 a hundred nights on hip camp 10 nights on hip camp like all these badges it's it is what it is anyway uncle b and i were talking and um he's like well we've had some people through with like 30 night stays and i'm like oh 30 nights he's like yeah i think that's about the most of anybody's ever said that they've had and i was like oh well hold on a second i pulled up my app and at that point we were actually at 198 stays we hadn't hit 200 and i was like well we've been on 200 nights and he's like what so out of a thousand people that have come to his site 30 30 nights we've had 212 i think right now over the last couple of years starting uh i think our first hip camp stay was on our uh, on our journey to washington for uh squatch fest when we went out a few years ago i think it would have been it'll be two years this fall three years this fall three years this fall so in three years we've spent 200 nights at campgrounds on hip camp we've also stayed other places blm land state land state parks this and that but out of those three years 200 nights we've stayed with the site so if you go to the site if you go to our site excuse me we, um, I have a sign up. I have a little sign up. I feel that I'm in a unique position as also as being a host before we took off and now being a very, very, very experienced camper on hip camp. I bring a unique perspective to potential hosts on potential hosts and current hosts on helping them determine the best way to get traffic to their property little improvements they can make on site, different things that they can advertise. I've looked at a lot of sites. Not only have I stayed 200 nights, I've planned all those trips where I've looked through listings. I've looked through multiple listings. I've looked at listings um, for our huge rig. I've looked at listings uh, in different lights. Uh, once I started and realized I wanted to help people do this, uh, I've started i've started digging into listings and evaluating them from a camper's perspective not just my perspective from the perspective of the guy that wants to show up in a tent from the perspective of the guy that wants to show up in a camper van in the perspective of a guy that wants to show up in a 40-foot fifth wheel everywhere in between i've started looking at different ways to um different ways to market them, different locations to target them, because I also have the plan of opening some locations of my own, picking up smaller properties all over the country and developing them as camps and using all the time I've spent at hip camps and the ones that I've enjoyed, the ones that I've read reviews, because I've realized that it's not just my opinion. It's not just me camping it's not just my situation 
but I read the reviews. I read the feedback that other people leave. I interact with the hosts while I'm on site and I find out what's working for them. So taking information from one host and transferring it to another in a different location doesn't hurt the first host. It just makes the site better. It makes the, it makes the experience for the campers better and it keeps people coming back. That's my goal. That's my goal. I also feel that I'm very qualified to help people get started on hip camp as a camper, showing them the ropes, getting them signed up, helping them find that first site, helping them wade through the, um, wade through the site. I will tell you hip camp, the sites, the hosts, the other campers, everything we've experienced on hip camp has been fantastic. We've had out of those 200 and some nights, I think I've mentioned it. I think we've had two, two nights where we were like, not good, not good. Didn't enjoy it. Like site wasn't there. Communication was bad. Other, um, other issues we've had have been a lot of our own fault um, or just an individual hit or miss with a, um, with a host. But the site was fine. Or, you know, there was nothing. There was only two sideways visits. Let's just say that. Other times, you know, you can have a bad day. You can go to a bad place. Or you can go to a great site. And if you're having a bad day, being able to step back and just observe and see the good and the bad from every site is what I'm trying to do. So helping people weed through that, find the right sites, find um, the, the thing that is the toughest part is hip camps infrastructure their side, the app, the website, horseshit. That's, I shouldn't say horseshit. You can use it. You can use it. As a casual user, as someone that's trying to plan a weekend trip or a week-long trip or something like that, it works. If you are a host and you want to use the site, it's kind. It takes some kind of getting used to. It takes some messing around, but you can use it. If you're a host and a camper, it gets all sideways. Like the app is better for campers and the website is better for um, for hosts. And they're in the scheme of things, they're new. I think it was a long, long time before they even had an app. I think they were solely through a website for a long time. Um, but it is what it is. They're developing. They're getting better. Uh, they take feedback. I, I know I talked to support a couple times and also saw some things change. So it's getting there. It's getting there. I can't recommend enough for the functionality, for the participants in it. Can't beat it. Can't beat it. Greatest hosts, like the, the campsites I found on HipCamp, the only thing that rivals a few of the sites I found on HipCamp are some of the uh, BLM land that we stayed at in North Dakota, Montana, uh, where it was, we were just by ourselves. The only thing that made it better is it was free. We had amazing views. We've had amazing views at hip camps. We've had amazing views for, for free. Um, and, but you know, the security of knowing you're on somebody's private property being able to reserve and book that site. Um, yeah, it's it's invaluable to us. I, I keep going back to it. We have all the options available. Every time we go to plan a trip, we have all the options. We have BLM maps. I have, I have apps on my phone that I pay for 
annually that uh, that give me map overlays of all free places to stay, uh, state parks, um, campgrounds, everything. And we always gravitate back to hip camp. I don't know why. I don't know why. We just enjoy it enough. It's easy enough to use. And uh, I think it's the people. It's the experiences and it's the campgrounds we've been at. So if you got a piece of property, and I, I know I went through this, I think um, Robin Hosting, I, I helped her get something set up and Hip Camp. Hip Camp is very um, stringent about their rules. She didn't have, um, she didn't have the proper amount of property. Uh, I think they have minimums. You can't do it on a quarter acre lot. Um, you can't do it here or there. They are going to look into your, um, like I've had, I've talked to hosts that put up a site and it wasn't zoned right. And HipCamp realized that through their their uh, their vetting. I've had other people say that we weren't zoned right. We just did it and HipCamp never knew it. And they just left, left the setting, the left the listing up. So there's all sorts of ins and outs. I, I, I did a long, had a long chat with Uncle B about his struggles that he had to go through. Um, with some zoning things. So you're going to want to make sure that it is um, right for your area, or if it isn't, that you go through the proper channels and figure it out. But I'm more than willing to help you walk through that. I'm help help you uh, walk through ideas on setting up camp, on setting up the listing, on promoting a listing you already have, things you could do to improve the listing you already have, or just getting started in camping. So I have a 30-minute free consultation on the on the website. If you go to thelotsproject.com and right on the main page, it says enter your email uh, for a free 30-minute consultation. That's for, that 30 minutes really is open to anybody. I I just enjoy talking to people. I was talking um, um, I was talking about or I was I was thinking about my favorite part of um of the, the the little bit of consulting i've done so far and i think it is connecting people more than i love helping people i really really love being able to help someone i love helping people get started in bitcoin i love people getting started on hip camp um answering homestead questions questions troubleshooting issues and problems all of that can be done in uh at least looked at in 30 minutes my favorite moments, though, my favorite moments are in that 30 minutes when I'm talking to someone and I can connect them with someone else or I can share with them knowledge that I got from another 30 minute consultation because I'm building a book. I'm building when we talk, um, when I interact with people online, when I see cool projects, <coughs> when I see people working on things, I note it. I know who they are, where they're at, who their ideal client is, who could help them, where they could they could benefit um, with some connections. Oh man, there's a fly walking over the camera. Sorry guys. Um, it's like what was that? <laughs> uh, and but connecting those people outside of myself that really is my favorite. Um, not, not the smartest business plan, not the smartest, uh, not the smartest way to make money, but, uh, connecting two different people that I 
talked to during free consults was probably the the most um i don't know satisfying satisfying thing i've done in that so far so i'm looking to talk to anybody you got something going on i just want to hear about it you think that i can help you with stuff that is a great time to kind of um to discuss your goals and then get a idea of um, what and how i can help you how that lays out as far as um cost wise time wise what i think how i would proceed with that and then maybe we do maybe we don't but um <laughs> but uh at least at least i i get to meet you i get to uh i get to have a conversation with you see what you're about and what you have to offer and what you're looking for and what benefits can can uh <laughs> what benefits can come of it k bong says interview with the fly yeah i don't know we um the flies seem to be di dying off a little bit man we oh i we thought we had an issue we thought we had a really big issue um when we stayed out in south dakota in the in the gravel pit the flies were nuts the black flies they were uh, insane we started picking them up earlier in nebraska um at a horse farm this and that and uh <laughs> and uh we we, they kept getting worse and worse. It was like they were multiplying in here and we would fly swat them and it would just be like there was more. It kind of went through, I would say Colorado. They were still around. And then as we've gone further and now we're here, they're kind of dissipating. So I'm hoping it was just uh, we got a bunch in the camper at a couple of our stops and now we're finally weeding them out. But uh, the flies were something. They were something for sure. But anyway, anyway, that was kind of a kind of a little spiel on hip camp. You guys want to get outside and get camping? Uh, I do have a ten dollar referral code for your first camping trip. If you sign up as a camper, you uh, sign up with the link. You when you book your first first stay, you get ten dollars off automatically in hip camp. And after you book that first stay, we also get a ten dollar credit to put towards one of our nights on hip camp also. Um, there's also a uh, kickback for landowners. If you're a landowner and you want to start listing on hip camp, you want to put up some a couple sites, a site, a hundred sites, whatever you want. When you put your site up, you sign up through the link, you put your site up, you get your listings up. When you book your first listing, you'll get a hundred bucks. I get a hundred bucks. Pretty nice. Pretty nice. Not only do you have a camper coming in, you have someone staying, you're starting a revenue stream. You're going to get a bonus hundo and you're going to help pay for a few nights. Cause that'll be two, three nights, two or three nights for us um, that you helped by setting up yourself a new income stream. So I don't know. seems like a win-win. Win-win, especially if you have some extra property out behind the barn, out on the backfield. That's where we had ours when we had hip camp spots at our farm. It was just out in a old hay field. No hookups, no water, no electric. It could all be listed just like that. And people, um, uh, people just come and stay. Come and stay. Obviously, the more amenities you offer, the better it's going to be. And hip camps really diving into really showcasing the things that the camps offer. 
Um, they've started adding a functionality where you can search for different amenities, different services, different things like, does the host sell farm fresh eggs? A lot of a lot of these hip camps are on little farms or on little homesteads. They have fresh eggs. They'll sell them to you. Uncle B gave a dozen eggs to each of his campers and s'mores setups, things like that. Um, there's uh, something similar to the Airbnb experiences where they offer classes. Uh, one of the sites we stayed at on this trip offered a milking class. So it, they showed you how to milk a cow. You actually participated. Um, it's just, it's simple. It's simple. And they're making it good. And if you're in the right location, you can do a stroke of business. I, I, uh, I'm pretty sure uh, Uncle B's is in the four, oh, that would be five digit five-digit income. That would be, yes, tens of thousands of dollars, I believe. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't look at his books by any means, but just doing rough math in my head, he's bringing in a significant amount of money. Is it a lot of work? Yes. At the level he's doing it. Is it a lot of work if you have a fire ring and a parking spot out in your backfield and you make sure that uh, it's mowed? And uh, if the guy wants some firewood, you sell it to him and uh, somebody rolls in I mean, I've stayed at sites where no one's even there. It's not even on their property. It's uh, it's a secondary property. I'm looking into uh, some some information that I got that you can actually use um, uh, retirement funds, IRA funds to purchase a property and uh, keep it in the in the IRA and have all the profits come out or go back into the IRA and any improvements. And, uh, and money coming into the property can come out of the IRA. So I have to look into that more to consult your tax advisor before you go down that road. Uh, I'm trying to uh, get everything straightened out and make sure everything's kosher with that because that, that is a great option for, uh, for some, uh, of some land investment in your retirement. So have to look into that more for sure. But um, hey, you know anybody that has some land? You know anybody that wants to, um, wants to be a camper? wants to go camping, get started camping, or is camping already and just wants a new avenue to find some cool new places to go, send them here. Send them to me, uh, thelotsproject.com, 30-minute consult. And for that matter, anybody, anybody that wants to sign up and chat, I'm willing to uh, hear what you got going on and uh, get you in that in that Rolodex. I'm building that Rolodex to help spread people's uh, and make connection. Let's make Let's make connections. Uh, K-Monk says land trust hip camp. Yeah, there was, a, it was, so the the flow was kind of like, you could buy the property within the IRA. You could distribute funds from the IRA to a third party to work on, maintain, or improve the property. But all improvements had to be done by a third party and uh, any profits needed to be dispersed back into the IRA. I believe that was the the flow. Like I said, I am not a tax professional by any means. Um, please, please don't take my word for it and consult uh, a tax professional. If at any point I do get confirmation and solid information, I will let you know that it is solid and uh, to move forward and uh, likely be able to help you do that at that point. But just something for people to look at if they are interested uh, in going down that road and want to do that research before I get around to it. But 
anyway, hip camp or any other uh, any other chat, man. Thirty minutes. Let's chat. Let's figure it out and uh, see what you got going on. Anyway, let's uh, start wrapping it up. Uh, talking about camping today. If you're tent camping, especially, and uh, you want a little stove to come along with you, uh, backpacking things, things like that. Um, the Jet Boil Mighty Mo uh, combined with some Jet Power is an awesome way to cook. Awesome way to heat up water for coffee uh, and that type of thing. It's a little tiny, uh, super high BTU stove. You can find the link to a review, some videos about it, and uh, links to purchase both of those on Amazon. That's the Jet Boil Mighty Mo and the Jet Power Fuel for that little camping stove. They work. It works great. I carry one even though I don't need one. It is an emergency backup heating source. Uh, we've used it when we've had guests to help make coffee and things like that. Really like that Jet Boil Mighty Mo and the Jet Power that goes along with it. It's one of several uh, small camping stoves you can get. I chose Jet Boil and I really like it. So check it out. Like I said, video review, uh, blog post review, and Amazon link in the video and audio notes. If you don't have to buy a Jet Boil, you're not looking to buy a little camping stove, but you got to do some shopping on Amazon. If you hit that link and go look at the Jet Boil and then do your shopping, that gets you in our tracking link for the day. And we get a little kickback on everything you buy. I don't know who bought what, but I know what gets purchased. And we just get a little, little bit of kickback on it. And it all adds up. So I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, K-Balance is wondering if anybody knows about fiberglass propane containers. I don't know anything about fiberglass propane containers. Maybe someone else does. Drop it in the Telegram chat if you do. Help K-Balance out. Tag him. Uh, let's see. Like I said, Duction Cups interview was aired last night. And it is up for download on the audio feed on lots to talk about. Uh, interview only feed and uh, the full podcast feed. Stuck in there at episode 472. It's good interview. It's good interview. And uh, tomorrow noon central uh, TSP, I get to hang out with Jack on TSP and uh, talk. So that'll be cool. It's been a uh, it's been a while that I've been thinking about applying. I finally did. And tomorrow's the day. Tomorrow is the day. All right, guys, let's wrap it up and uh, we'll get on with the day and we'll swing back and catch up with you uh, later. But if you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with others. You can find it at thelotsproject.com or on Noster Telegram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Rumble, and Instagram. Be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcast 2.0 value for value podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Make a great day, guys, and we will catch up with you tomorrow.